2: Now, listen, they want me to say hello, welcome to the James Whale well best bits of tonight's show. I wish you can hear every night Monday to Friday on talk radio from 7 till 10. But I said, wouldn't it be best to call it the worst of Whale? So have a listen. See what you think. Uh, Dr. Kieran Mullen, uh, Conservative MP for Crewe and Nantwich, uh, joins us. Uh, doctor, good evening. Good evening. Um, I don't know whether you just heard the news. Apparently, uh, Boris is now out of intensive care.
0: Well, I hadn't heard that, so uh, that's that's good to hear.
2: Uh, so um, that's that is good to hear, isn't it?
0: Yeah, indeed. I think the whole country was willing him on, so to speak. I know I had a lot of messages of support from constituents where I am, wishing him the best, and as MPs as well, you know, we were all, all wanting him to get well. So I'm glad that sounds like good progress.
2: Yeah. uh, Just to repeat breaking news, we're just getting in that Boris Johnson, our prime minister, has been released from intensive care. Uh, We'll bring you more on this a little later. And now, Kieran, you're a Conservative MP and you are a doctor as well. Uh, Can you see it? I mean, I've I've been ensconced on my own here at my place for the last uh, month, really. I, I came here about a week before everybody else. And it's you know I'm, I'm I'm quite happy. I've got quite a, a big garden. That's okay. And uh, even now, on my own, without another human being around, I've got my dogs. I am beginning to you know feel a bit twitchy. Got, I've been talking to other friends of mine today who have got you know wives, girlfriends, boyfriends um, with them, and some of them saying, "Well, you, you know, it's not as bad as everybody says." And I didn't think it was really. But now I'm beginning to get, I don't know, depressed. I don't know, really.
0: Yeah, I think a- uh, one of the reasons why the government was, didn't rush into any of these measures is that we do understand for some people it's asking a lot. Uh, you know, people that maybe are used to going out a lot. Perhaps if you're an older person and you live on your own and, and your social life is very important for your well-being and, um, and, and keeping you happy, actually asking you to stay inside for a long time is, is a big ask. And that's why the government didn't rush into it and only did it when it felt it was really important for, for public health and to save lives.
2: So how long do you think uh, this is going to go on for?
0: I mean, I think it's difficult to say. I'm, I'm not obviously involved in the, the expert panel that are advising the government on this. And what I do know is I think they'll be, they'll be cautious and I think we would want, want them to be cautious. I think it's better that we uh, take more time and do things too quickly and end up seeing another surge in cases and people getting unwell and, and, and our NHS struggling. So I think, as the government has said again and again, it's a hard thing for us to predict. No one can say for certain. We have to wait and see what the impact of what everyone has been doing so far. And I want to say thank you to so many people who I know are following the rules, staying at home. You know, someone like yourself, you're, n- you're not necessarily enjoying it, but you're sticking with it um, because it is making a difference. But until we get a bit more time to see the data, to see the figures that come no. out in the next week or so, it's going to be hard to say. And we've seen in other countries where they have started to relax and actually then they've seen a rise in figures and they've had to, to kind of go back into lockdown. So it's really a tricky, a tricky thing to balance. Haven't we got to just wait for a
3: vaccine, really, or the, the antibody test?
0: I mean, the two things there are very different. So I think the antibody test uh, will potentially help us a lot because actually we could be in a position where we can confidently say that someone's had the virus and actually um, they're in a low-risk group and and there might be a point where we can relax measures for some people. I know they've done that in other countries, and Matt Hancock has talked about that as a possibility. I'm afraid a vaccine is probably not something that we should be pinning our hopes on in the short term. You know, that's potentially 18 months away. You, you never know. We could get a breakthrough. Things could happen much more quickly. But being realistic, it's probably not going to be a short-term fix. So doesn't I, I that mean think...
3: the lockdown will still apply to people who haven't passed the antibody test?
0: No, I think that the idea about the uh, the lockdown you have to remember is it's about not overwhelming the NHS at any one point in time. So actually, uh, if everyone that's going to get it gets it all in a few months and everyone that needs to be on a ventilator needs to be on a ventilator all at the same time, of course the NHS doesn't have enough ventilators to support that. We know that the vast majority of people, if they're given healthcare support, even if they become very unwell, will survive. The, the, the risk we have and what we're trying to avoid is that people... Get sick and there isn't a ventilator to mm. look after them. So, actually, if we keep that flow of cases low, mm. then th- there's no reason why we wouldn't but, be able to treat everyone. It's still very dangerous, though.
3: Even if we've got enough ventilators, it's still a very dangerous
0: disease. Uh, uh, f- 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 keep in mind, for Ash. the vast majority of people, it's not. For the vast majority of people, it's not. So, overwhelmingly, mm. people yeah. either don't get symptoms, get very mild symptoms, mm. they can manage it on their own at home. It's just for certain groups of people yeah. that are particular risk and I think that's what we might see is that actually different groups get, as we're already doing, so we've Mm. got general rules for everybody about staying at home but we've got a different set of rules for those people we think are really high risk and we're asking them to go even further and not leave their homes at all. Um, so, it's about understanding different people at different risks and doing what we can to minimise those risks for everybody. The James Whale Show. Come praise the wheel on Talk Radio.
2: Dr. Kate Bunyan is the Chief Medical Officer at Dr. Care Anywhere. And she's also worked as an NHS speciality doctor in uh, emergency medicine. Uh, you've got it all going on here, Kate.
4: <laughs> Thank you. Good evening.
2: Good evening to you. The increase uh, is a little smaller today than it was yesterday.
4: Yes, it is. And we can imagine to see little fluctuations as we go through the next few days. And we probably shouldn't read too much into that. But certainly if we start seeing a trend of lower numbers, then that will be really encouraging for us to, to be able to start working out whether we've reached the peak of of this squashed curve that we keep talking about and flattening the curve, whether we've got to the top of it yet.
3: Yeah, because it could Mm -hmm. be an anomaly, couldn't it? Because, you know, the figures aren't actually people that died yesterday. They're just the ones that reported Mm -hmm. yesterday.
4: Yeah, that's right. There there are some technical uh, factors into what the numbers mean and and when we get them. But really, the the absolute numbers are hugely significant to the individuals that Mm -hmm. it involves but for us more broadly and when we're looking at from a, a more of a reporting perspective, we're looking at the trends and, and whether that mm. overall trend is something that we start seeing.
3: Yeah.
2: So basically, yeah. yeah. Well, do you, do you think it's going to be, we were just talking to a doctor who's also an MP and uh, he was pretty guarded, of course, about the length of time we're all likely to be uh, in our homes. I'm, I'm doing the programme from here. It's not too bad. Uh, but I've never really experienced... Loneliness in my life, you know. You think if you say you're lonely, it's a it's a little bit of a admission of failure, don't you? But uh, and I always you think, well, lonely. I don't understand what people are going on about. But I do now.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right to talk about it as well. That people will be feeling lonely. They will be feeling scared and anxious, and and all sorts of emotions that they've never really come across before. But the the main thing is to be talking about it, to be connecting with people to use the technology that we have around us so that we can feel connected into others and keep those connections because that really makes such a a positive difference to us both here and now. And hopefully for the long term, we're seeing some amazing things coming out of communities at the moment, of people coming together, Mm. supporting each other. And that would be a great legacy to be able to share as we move through and and all being well move out of this period.
2: Mm. What do you think the uh, eventual signs will be Uh, that these uh, emergency measures can start to be relaxed. I realise they're not suddenly going to say, "Okay, you can all go to football matches tomorrow, uh, but it'll start slowly, won't it?
4: Yeah, and that's very much what uh, COBRA and various government ministers and the scientific advisors are discussing at the moment as to what will it look like? How will we start to know what the process should be? Um, But I think when we start to see a, a confirmation of the trends that we were talking about earlier indicating that we have got past the peak then it'll make it much easier for those advising us to start to construct those plans and make sure that we think about it in the context of all the information we can gain from other countries that we know are further in front with their epidemics and the effect that they're having as they come out of theirs and and what measures Hmm. they put in place what has worked what hasn't and we can learn from that too
3: so what would be the first thing that you'd relax then
4: oh gosh i think that's the million dollar question i think uh, it will be great for so many Me people staying to in. start being able to, <laughs> to be able to leave their homes and to be able to connect with loved ones more in person. Mm. Um, and I think that's absolutely what people are going to, to really be craving. But recognising that at the moment that is exactly what can harm people, it's just too early to speculate. And we really want to keep people focusing on how they connect with people through a digital mm. medium or th- through ways of being able to keep that physical separation.
2: I mean, I I suppose eventually when people have been isolated, they haven't got the disease or they've had it and they've got over it and they're going to see relatives or family or friends in the same situation. That might be okay. But heading back into the sort of built-up areas and going back to places of work where you really difficult to be separated from too many people. And I don't know, nobody's mentioned this, but I would imagine air conditioning plays a part in spreading this.
4: That's a really good uh, question and whilst i'm not an expert in air conditioning uh, if you imagine your hoovers uh, have things called hepa filters in them and air conditioning Mm. units can be quite similar with the droplets that we're talking about that spread this kind of infection are quite heavy compared to air which is why we know they drop to the ground fairly close after they've come out of somebody's mouth within the two meters that we're talking about keeping the separation for So air conditioning doesn't play a huge role in spreading those kinds of droplets around because they're not fine enough to get through the various filters and meshes. So air conditioning is probably less of a part of the story, more about how people relate to each other, how people relate to the surfaces that they touch and people's behaviours. And all the things that we're talking about, about hand washing, keeping surfaces clean, avoiding touching your face, your eyes, your mouth, those will remain really important for us, both to protect us from coronavirus, but other infections as we move out of this period
2: the james whale show come praise the wheel
1: on talk radio
2: our old friend uh police federation chairman ken marsh joins us now ken good evening
1: good evening james
2: it must be very difficult for your members to have to be doing this because you know it's not what they really expected to be employed to do is it
1: no absolutely this is well i've been in the police an awful long time and this is uh, one of the hardest or the hardest thing we've ever been asked to do, because it, it goes against the grain of what we are in terms of policing. Um, we police by consent; we take the public with us, uh, and we're now having to enforce something quite serious. And we're having mm. to get the public to come with us and understand why we're being asked to ask them to do this. Mm.
2: Do you? Um, is there? We've heard some. Uh, we've heard some reports of uh, people taking the mick out of the police and uh, some people even spitting at them and things like that and the spitting and the taking the mic's not acceptable at all uh, but there will be some people and we've seen some policemen kicking barbecues over and behaving like that uh, it's, it's going to get better before it gets worse isn't it I mean absolutely. it's going to get worse before it gets better
1: Yeah, absolutely but yeah. You, you know police officers are human beings that's the first thing to bear in mind yeah. Um, and they're being put in a position where they don't want to have to confront members of the public. They want to keep their safe zone, their six feet, etc. They want to stay away. You know, this this is all really, really tough stuff for us. Um, and, and don't don't fool yourselves. We're, we're not we're not frightened. We're not we're not scared of doing it. We will we will do it because that's what we are put to do by carrying Mm. the warrant we carry. But it is really, really difficult.
3: Mm. But a lot of the public are wound up by these people as well. You know what I mean? It's not like they're all... Against the police, when you see people mm. doing it, it's, it winds the public up because they yes, just...
1: no, absolutely, and, and the public, I have to say, on the whole, have been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. You know, and when you do explain to them, uh, a lot of them didn't understand or they, they don't quite get it, but you know, they, they respond immediately and react to what the police are saying. and And, and, I, and I pray this weekend that you know the weather's changing a bit; it's getting a bit nicer. But there's a reason why they're being told to do this. Look at the figures every evening of the deaths. <laughs> Mm.
2: Take. Mm. I mean, the, the whole idea that the chief constable in Northampton was yeah. talking about blocking a supermarket car park and checking everybody's baskets when they came out, I mean, that is over the top, isn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, it's not something in the Met that we will be doing. I can tell you that categorically. I can't speak on what another chief will do in his force or her force, but in the Met, that's not the way we behave. It's not the way we're going to be policing. You don't actually have any powers to see what someone's got in their basket, so we won't be doing anything like that.
3: But do you think there'll be fines in that issue this weekend?
1: I don't doubt for one minute they'll be fined this, this weekend. Unfortunately, because there will be some people who will test us and push us to the limit, and unfortunately, we will have to act upon that and enforce if required to stop people, you know, behaving in the way they are.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, I think this is going to. It's going to be a crunch weekend. This because yeah. if people go out and and do the things that we've been told not to do, uh, all of uh, all of those uh, news journalists will be out and keeping an eye out for the story. It'll be all over the papers and the TV and the radio, and uh, it, will, it will make everything more difficult. We'll be in this situation even longer if people do that.
1: Absolutely, and that's why, uh, you know, I've said it numerous times, and I'll keep saying it, please, please, to the public, come with us on this one. It's not We're not doing this by choice. We don't want to do this. You know, there is a reason why we're doing it, and please, please, support us as we go about this this hard bit of work
2: yep absolutely i mean uh i i'm getting you know whatever it is uh, stuck in on my own i've got my girls here sitting on the floor while i'm uh, doing the show but you know a little bit of human company i admitted before that i don't think i've ever been lonely luckily i don't ever remember being lonely I always thought people say, oh, I'm lonely. I thought that was a bit of an admission of uh, not being very tough. But I've, I've been here for four weeks, and I tell you, I can't wait to get out.
1: No, I, I absolutely I can it. go
2: outside. I can go for a walk. And I can do that. But, you know, I can't see my mates. I can't go to the pub. Yeah. I can't do all that. Yeah.
1: I, I get it totally. But also, you're an educated man, and you understand why we're having to do what we're doing. And it is, it is hard. Absolutely. There. We're, we're social animals. We, you know, we, most of us like doing exactly what you've described, but unfortunately, and it, it, it's not for a, for a huge amount of time, it's for four or five, six weeks, you know, we've got to buckle down and just get control of what's going on. Otherwise, the consequences are just unthinkable. They're unthinkable.
2: The James Whale Show. Come praise the wheel on talk radio.
3: Dogs, can you stop it? I think, it I think they're trying to tell you something. <clears throat> I don't know what will they be trying to tell me. Well, I don't know. You're the dog whisperer. You don't roll anywhere, will you? Yeah, do I yeah. mean look at the size of you? You're getting bigger. No, no, I've lost. Like, you haven't seen me for a while. I've uh, lost loads I've of. i have had weight, reports
2: yeah. sent in and photographs.
3: Yeah.
2: Probably tell people. oh Gosh,
3: now I've had a problem. Just
2: what's happened? Just dropped dropped my pen in the computer. I'm oh, so, sure it'll be fine. Yeah, a bit wrong extra strong mint. are you being stupid on purpose which which mints yeah, the dogs have shut up now because they're completely amazed you're being so silly yeah they're listening aren't they I wonder if people are still bothering to have a bath
3: well you're not are you I can smell you from here and I don't think it was me I'm, I'm only 42
2: now
1: get bloody lot! you've become a southern softer. you used to cut us off after 10 or 15 seconds
2: That was uh, the clips for today. The worst of whale, or sorry, sorry, the best of James Whale. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed them. Well, I suppose if you didn't enjoy them, you won't be listening, will you? Anyway, I'll be back 7 o'clock until 10, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for listening.